You know what's shocking to me is that in 2021, with an NFL team, we're throwing into the flat in the end zone to completely derail a game. The Dolphins have two offensive coordinators, and they might as well have none. That's what's shocking to me. I'm in a great mood. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. How do you throw a pass in your own end zone? How, why, what's the purpose other than failing, which the Dolphins did? It was shocking. I mean, it's legitimate shocking. Legitimately the most shocking thing I've seen all season. The incompetence, the sheer idiocy of throwing a pass in the end zone. And then that's what directly started the cliff dive that was the Dolphins Sunday. I need to level myself. Ken Levick alive here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach right off of the hot and increasingly uh, uncomfortable Intracoastal. And we have guests today. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's rolling through on a Monday. And I love the fact that Theo, the first time I see him in a couple of weeks, He's got divot replacers and golf tees in front of him. You're taking up new <laughs> hobbies, man. Like, you come down here, and now you're embracing the lifestyle. I- I'm a South Florida guy now. You know, I'm originally <laughs> from Houston. We didn't golf that much back home. I'm trying to embrace the culture, which does that also mean I need to throw it backwards when I want to go forwards? Uh, that- apparently. Apparently, that, <laughs> apparently that's part of the culture now in South Florida yeah. is throwing it backwards instead of forwards. Uh, <laughs> Captain Competent Joe Rigotti uh, making sure that things run smoothly pressing the buttons, making sure we're good to go here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, yesterday was shocking for a variety of reasons, but for me and, and my football sensibilities, and maybe I'll be an unreasonable and full transparency, I mean, I really didn't play football at any legitimate level unless you're talking about the kind that you strap flags to yourself. Uh, I never called plays other than Madden. I never did anything of that variety. But one thing I'm pretty sure about And again, maybe I'm off base, and you can tell me that I'm out of line. But one thing I'm pretty sure about is that when you have the ball on your one, throwing a pass into the end zone is a bad idea, like what we saw the Dolphins do yesterday. His own end zone, his team is up 14-0. Oh, the catch and blasted Jalen Waddle at a safety. Casey Hayward was all over it. Yeah. yeah, he sure as bleep was. That's Ian Eagle on CBS yesterday. The Dolphins, who had a comfy 14-0 lead, a pick six on Derek Carr, uh, came up with a huge defensive stop. They get a long touchdown run. You're thinking to yourself, you know what? It sucks that Tua's hurt. Sucks these he's on IR. But hey, fine. Let the defense ride it out the next three weeks. And then the Dolphins, who I want to remind everybody, have two, not one, but two offensive coordinators and that combined brain power is what came up with that play call where Jacoby Theo is throwing a hitch into the end zone Jalen Waddle catches 
and immediately gets <laughs> blasted, like Ian Eagle said. That is, and I'm 37 years old. I grew up a Bears fan. I've seen a lot of bad offense. Mm. I've seen a lot of bad play calls. I've seen a lot of horrific execution on that side of the ball. That's the single stupidest smooth-brained play call that I can remember seeing in the NFL. In fact, it is the first time on record that a safety was recorded in the NFL off of a completed pass. It was so bad that it was historic. I've never seen anything more shocking than that. It was well. You know what? Sometimes you want your NFL team to break records. You want them to set records like Justin Tucker did. Uh-huh. The Dolphins were trying to get into the record book. Yeah, they saw Justin Tucker's <laughs> sixty-six yard field goal. They're like, you know what? Let me let me raise that yeah. and, and 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 make sure that we're the headline now. That was legitimately, undeniably shocking. I in my life can't fathom on a multitude of levels how a that play call is made. Okay. You're at your one, and you throw a hitch. I don't care what side of the end zone it's to. It's just stupid. Jacoby Brissett, Dwyer's own. We love him. Yeah, We love Jacoby Brissett. But you see how the Raiders are lined up. There's got to be some part of your brain that tells you, you know what? Probably not a great idea. <laughs> maybe I should check to a run. Or maybe check to a play where you're throwing the ball down the damn field. I don't know. That's just me, though. I'm a football simpleton. I'm nobody, Theo. But it just, it, 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 it really feels like maybe, just maybe, Jacoby could have said to himself, I'm a veteran. This is problematic. You know, it, and I would have hoped he did that. I also would have hoped the throw wasn't so high that Waddle had to jump and catch it. <laughs> he had to jump <laughs> and move backwards. There was no defender. Why was the throw so high? He jumps, catches it, he lands, and then Casey Hayward yep. lands on him. Uh, on Twitter, CK Parrott, who does a great job breaking down the Dolphins, he said that the, the Raiders defender got four steps in the time it took Jalen Waddle to have to jump and go backwards to retrieve that pass (laughs) from Jacoby Brissett. And that was the end of the play right there. But it doesn't change the fact that the Dolphins, they have two offensive coordinators to call a play that was a completed pass in their own end zone. I mean, that is just unspeakably dumb. I can, I, I fully still, I slept on it, Theo. And at the time it happened, I was a little tipsy on tequila, Okay. So I thought maybe I was overreacting a bit yesterday when I'm ranting to my wife about what the hell was that? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? (laughs) But then I slept, sobered up, got a workout in. And as I'm sitting in the car, driving my daughter to kindergarten, I'm like, you know what? This is still really bothering me. I'm still really upset about this. I'm still shocked by this. Pro football reference, the safety in the Dolphins-Raiders game is the first in our play-by-play database on a completed pass with no penalties or fumbles. It's never happened before. I mean, come on. That is unbelievably shocking. Then, Theo, there's Sunday night, and you were blown away by something that happened 49ers and Packers. 49ers, Packers, and it, the game script was pretty much going how you would expect it. The Packers have the lead and whatnot, and the 49ers have that last drive. And and honestly, me as a fan, me as a fan watching this kind of play out, I know what's going to happen. Everybody in the building knows what's going to happen. Everybody watching TV knows what's going to happen when Kyle Juszczyk crosses that plane with 37 seconds left, mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers is going to get the ball. Three and seven, and I saw that, and I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Too much time. Uh It's way too much time. The Packers have no timeouts. So if you are the defensive coordinator for the – and maybe they need it too, 
like the Dolphins have two offensive coordinators, <laughs> maybe that would have helped out. Pick up a second. If, if, if you're calling defensive plays, how in the world do you not know that Aaron Rodgers is going to Devontae Adams two times down the field? Mm-hmm. How do you not, like, whatever the NFL equivalent is to a boxing one in the NBA, <laughs> when you're just like, Steph Curry's not going to shoot the ball. Uh-huh. Remember when the Raptors did that? They were like, yeah. Steph Curry, we're going to guard him in a boxing just, one. He's not shooting. And just front him the entire time. How do you not front Devontae Adams and Beckham and side to side him? He gets two big catches, yeah. and then they kick the field goal, inevitably beating the 49ers on a last-second play. But it's 37 seconds left. Aaron Rodgers has no timeouts. We know what Aaron Rodgers is. He only cares about one thing, and that's trust. He doesn't trust anybody else on that Packers no. offense. No. They're just that one guy. But Devontae Adams. Uh-huh. And I'm a Devontae Adams fantasy manager, so I was happy. I, I was happy about it, but I was just shocked. I was literally dismayed. How did the 49ers let the one guy who can't touch the ball catch the ball twice? And then you lose the game. They deserve to lose that game, and the fans in the stands – they should have known what was going to happen. Yeah. They saw what happened to the Cowboys. Yeah, they they should not have been shocked. So for me, the Dolphins throwing a completed pass in their own end zone for a safety, and Theo, the 49ers just leaving the Packers way too much time. And for Aaron Rodgers, 37 seconds ain't nothing. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? Aaron Rodgers truly is. I mean, he's a, he, he's a freak of nature. And I know that it's easy uh, to, to joke around now and say, oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He, 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 he's just there. Week one, that sucked against the Saints in Jacksonville. But man, even if he's just in it for himself at this point, he's a magician. And he continues to astound. And we talk a lot about Tom Brady being incredible. He's going to play till he's 50, how productive he still is. The Buccaneers could legitimately win back-to-back Super Bowls with a 45-year-old as the quarterback. But over the last 15 years, and I know Brady's excellent. I know Brady's amazing. But there is no more fun football player to watch. No more football magician, someone who blurs the lines between normalcy and what you think is beyond realism like Aaron Rodgers. He is, for my money, the most bang-for-your-buck player in the NFL. And I'm not sure it's really that close, and he showed it again last night. See, I would I would contend a little bit. I mean, you know who I'm going to mention as I contend this, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The level of arrogance he's been playing with and he's been failing with. In the yeah, it's starting to weeks, hurt him a little bit. It, it really is. So that's the one thing that gives you, you know, your gift of saying that. But also, you know, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' career in these past 15 years, it's, it's still just one Super Bowl and, what, two MVPs and a lot of magical plays and a lot of big runs. But, you know. Wins and losses is a team stat. Sorry, Theo. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Theo. Team stat. Can't put it all on You're the quarterback. Right. That's right. And that's how I'm going to bring this back to Tua always. <laughs> hey, it's a team stat. Wins and losses, it's a team stat. What was the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The most shocking moment of your NFL weekend. And we'll talk about it more in our Dolphins deep dive. But I still am having a hard time figuring out what the explanation is for throwing a pass into your own end zone. It, they, they, uh, the Dolphins yesterday threw more passes into their own end zone than they did into the Raiders' end zone. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was truly astoundingly dumb. But what also happened yesterday in Detroit 
we need to make mention of. Because you have the most improbable of improbables, Lamar Jackson facing a fourth and 19. Wait, I thought he couldn't throw, right? He's not a quarterback. Yeah, he can't throw. He can't throw. He can't, <laughs> he can't make good decisions. Yeah. Uh, he only trusts his first read, and then it's just him athletically. They're going to figure him out at some point, yeah. Theo. Don't worry. They're going to figure him out. And they had him fourth and 19. They figured him out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, 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 they did. It. They figured him out. And uh, what they, they did is they, they figured out that he has – a really good arm, and he has great instincts, and he has Sammy Watkins, who was all by himself. Lamar Jackson hits that 30-yard pass play to Sammy Watkins. It's a good thing it was 30 and not 29 because Mm -hmm. the Ravens then trot out Justin Tucker, who lines up for a 66-yard field goal, NFL history, and a win on the line as well. And uh, this is what it sounded like, courtesy of Greg Gumbel on CBS. On its way. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good! Oh, my my goodness! Oh, my... Did that just happen, Greg? So 66 yards off the crossbar... And through. I mean, millimeters to spare. My favorite part of the whole thing, though, is just seeing the Ravens' sideline erupt. And John Harbaugh looking like he's about to pass out. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, that's as good as it gets. And I don't, I, I, I would never consider a game-winning field goal something where I come out of a weekend and I'm like, that was far and away the most memorable part of the weekend. That is... I don't know what rivals it. I mean, you had the Rams beating the Bucks yesterday. You had uh, Aaron Rodgers with another incredible late-game drive. You had the Dolphins throwing a pass in their own end zone. But a 66-yard field goal for the win on the road, that's as good as it gets right there. That's the NFL in its purest. That was badass form. Yeah, and, and you know it's something that's incredible when you leave a guy who's paid to talk and assess things and analyze things that just says, that just happened. Can't say anything. That just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just absolutely excellent stuff right yeah. there. And, and I, I, again, I, you're not going to get blown away by game-winning field goals. And it, it, Justin Tucker, he's, he's arguably the greatest kicker in the history of the league. I, yeah. Many of us know that. If you didn't know that, you were introduced to that yesterday. But it's still shocking when you see 66-yard field goal and you do it on the road and you do it in a game-winning situation. This wasn't like last field goal before the half or anything. Like This was the game. Yeah. And for him to pull that off, it's not often that you are standing up in your living room cheering after a field goal at any level of football. That was that right there. Right. Even with the Crosby kick that won it for the Packers. Like I mean, that was cool, but yeah. that wasn't the big moment. He's like, yeah. Crosby, 54 yards is nothing That's for nothing. him. Justin Tucker's 66, and the previous record was 64. Mm-hmm. He beat about two yards. Yeah, yeah. And I know it bounced off the off the bar, but, I mean, geez, that, that was in the most highest pressure moment he, he delivered. And now as Harbaugh and the Ravens, you got to have faith in him at any moment in the game. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It's, not like, it's not like they did. And he's been a, a rock for them for such a long time. But that there, in case there was any question, because yeah. I know Evan Cohen was talking about it last week, commercial free here at 5 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3 specialists uh, like Devin Hester. Suncoast alum, should he be in the Hall of Fame? The answer is resounding yes, because yeah. if you're the best at what you do, and you impact the game. If you're the best at what you do at a position that can still impact the game, then you absolutely should go to the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester should be a Hall of Famer. Justin Tucker, I think he already was a Hall of Famer. That right there makes him maybe a first ballot 
Hall of Famer because now he will go to Canton with the longest field goal in NFL history, and it's going to be a tough ask for anybody to ever best 66 years. I'm wow. sure it'll happen because you get more mutants every generation after generation, depend, it, no matter the position. But my God, it, I, I, can't, I can't when people are watching me throw a piece of paper in the garbage can because I feel pressure. Justin Tucker on the <laughs> on the biggest stage in the world is hitting 66-yard field goals. And Theo, I don't know how often you've tried to actually physically kick a football. It's hard. It's really damn hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is really, really damn hard. Yeah. Uh, the most shocking moment of your NFL weekend. What was it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm as well. What was your most shocking moment of the NFL weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo says... 49ers, leaving 37 seconds on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. Y'all knew what was going to happen there. Uh, Me, the Dolphins, throwing a completed pass to Jalen Waddell in the end zone for a safety, and that started the avalanche of the Raiders' comeback that eventually led to the Dolphins inexplicably marching down the field, tying the game with a two-point conversion, and then losing in overtime. Uh, But let's go to Twitter, and uh, let's start with Chris Wall, uh, who tweets, the Dolphins almost winning was his most shocking moment of the weekend. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, he was fine. You can see why he's the backup. He He's not going to do anything that Tua can't do. Uh, he, he's gutty. I'll give him that. That touchdown run he had to tie the game, was that was all just desire. That was all want. The Dolphins looked dead, and they somehow find a, found a way to force overtime. We'll discuss it more in the Dolphins' deep dive. Pretty gutless stuff to not go for it uh, after failing to convert on a shovel pass on third and three with a chance to extend a drive and possibly win the game in overtime. Instead, to tie the game for the field goal, and the Dolphins got what they deserve, which was a loss because they allowed Derek Carr to drive the field. But yeah, the Dolphins almost winning, I suppose, if you're optimistic, which... I'm generally not. That was that was a shocking result yesterday. It was. And for me as well, a guy that doesn't have any stake in it, I'm not a Dolphins fan. I'm not like Brian Rowitz and a Raiders fan in the building. Uh, so for me, kind of looking at it, you know, even them going up 14-zip in the beginning to me was pretty shocking. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, Ogbonda tweets to us, uh, Mahomes throwing away the winning drive. Wow. Patrick Mahomes, something doesn't feel right right now and I it's tough back-to-back weeks having the Ravens and the Chargers but that that interception was brutal I mean that that's as poor a decision as you're ever gonna see a guy like that make and I know we get caught up in the oh he threw it sidearmed and oh look at him throw on the run incredible what accuracy but that was not the Patrick Mahomes that we know and love and he hasn't been the last two weeks because he made critical mistakes last week against the Ravens as well. He made critical mistakes week one against the Browns as well. I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, but something's up because he doesn't look the same. There's a there's a palpable arrogance from the whole Chiefs organization when you watch them, from Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey to Patrick Mahomes and even Andy Reid, and I know he's going through the health scare and whatnot. So yeah, I ended up in the hospital after yeah, the game. Very weird stuff, very, but I think they said he's okay yeah. now. So it's just there's a, there's a palpable arrogance. You can see it and feel it through the screen. And it plays out when they have these games that you, you know, the, the Chiefs of old who still had something to prove, I think they convert on a lot more of these. They find a way to get Tyreek Hill more involved. But now it's like they just assume they can win. 
because they come back from mm-hmm. 21 points down and 28 points down in the playoffs and because they score whenever they want. But when was the last big play the Chiefs had? Can you remember, like, this year? This year. The Travis Kelsey play, I think he had a long – but they haven't had, like, a boom A big play. explosive play, right. Since week one, I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill had one, obviously. Right. But, but that, And that was them having to come back from a huge deficit yeah, at home. And, they, and all they do – all the Chiefs do is play one-score games. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> every single week – they've turned into the Seahawks, where every week is a one-score game. And whether they're up, it'll be a one-score game. Or whether they have to come back, it'll be a one-score game. They can't protect the lead, and uh, sometimes they're having to make miraculous comebacks. It's really, but Patrick Mahomes does not look anywhere close to dominant. And Justin Herbert, you know who did yesterday? Justin Herbert making it really, really hard for me to ever sit here again and say, just give Tua time, just be patient with Tua, because I see what he's doing, what Herbert's doing. That game-winning drive, calm. Cool, collected, everything's on the money. Everything is completely uh, handled. I mean, he's a veteran. He's a seven-year vet in a second-year body. And to think, we may not have seen him until this year if it wasn't for a needle going in a lung. Right. It's incredible. Ridiculous. It's really, really astounding. And it's depressing. I mean, it's legitimately depressing because you look at, at Tua, who's now on the shelf with the ribs, and you look at Herbert, who's just doing Herbert things. And I don't know. I don't. I. I just. I don't know how you justify it anymore. I don't know how you sit here and comfortably say, "Hey, everything's fine." I. I, I have doubt, and I'm the most staunch Tua supporter. Everything's not fine. Things aren't fine because Justin Herbert's doing that, and the Dolphins are what they are right now. Yeah. It's an issue. It's a huge issue. Herbert, I think Tua. It's I would hate for you to continue to compare Tua. I know it's natural, but you can't compare Tua to Herbert because Herbert is a different breed. I know, like, but who knew? I, I I know it's easy to say now. You should have known, but who knew? I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a a, a a pro style quarterback out of Oregon. I I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. Like he was good. Yeah, he wasn't blow your face off kind of stuff. But this is this is. Borderline, he's definitely going to have a championship in the next three or four years, kind of stuff, right he's, now. Yeah, he's like that. He's on a different level, and and also, I mean, look at all of the Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. I mean, when you're throwing the guys who are ten yards running down the field open, it's like it's a little easier, and it's harder when you go to the NFL. It's a hard transition yeah. for Mac Jones, Tua, Jalen Hurts is his running ability is saving him more. But I mean, they've had world class receivers and weapons. So. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I just, man, Justin Herbert, it. He's different. I, I don't want to openly root against him because that's my two of pettiness coming out. But, man, is he a good watch. He's he's Aaron Rodgers-esque where he'll stand back there, he'll survey, he can get out of the pocket a little bit, and he's going to throw a dart. Does he make some dumb decisions sometimes? Yeah. He hurt his team against the Cowboys last oh, yeah. week. He definitely did. But then he comes back on the road in Kansas City and does that. I mean, that's that's just that's all-world stuff right there. Your most shocking moment of the NFL weekend, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, uh, one more shocking moment for me that I want to bring up, and I had to double take and then triple take and then quadruple take because I don't know if I've seen the type of incompetence on offense. And we're going to rail on the Dolphins here in a little bit in the Dolphins deep dive from an offensive standpoint. What the Bears did or didn't do yesterday is really hard to do. That's really hard to do. Total yards in the game, in the loss to the Browns, 
47. Mm. They gained as many yards. I'm a decade away from turning 47. I'm I'm a decade away from what the Bears racked up in total yardage in an NFL game yesterday. Uh. Justin Fields was running for his life the entire time. Justin Fields, as frustrated as we are, or I am with two with it, we can't assess anything about him. Like, how do you assess that? Where Justin Fields, when he is throwing, uh, it looks bad and wobbly because he's got pressure in his face, and when he's not throwing, it's because he's getting wrestled to the ground. That is as bad. As, that's the type of result where legitimately a coach could be, you could justify firing the head coach after that. Yeah, the Monday after. Yeah, Matt Nagy's lucky, I think, too. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, it, how, do you, how do you explain that? I don't even think there's any explanation for that. I think, I mean, there needs to be a discussion with the GM who has that offensive yeah. line playing in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that might be the worst offensive line in the NFL. And now I'm starting to see why. Like, I was rooting for them to put Justin Fields out there. Matt Nagy's probably like, look, I don't want to get this kid killed. Let's get Andy Dalton killed and preserve the future of this franchise. <laughs> Poor Andy Dalton. Everyone just either A, wants him to fail, or B, wants him to have multiple bones broken. <laughs> Poor guy. Put on our, our red-headed crash test, dummy, please. Uh, it, it, it's it's 1.1 yards per play. 1.1 <laughs> yards per play. I haven't seen that. There were things, like again, for yesterday, this was, and I thought it was the tequila. I swear I thought it was the tequila, because I kept saying to myself, I don't think I've seen that before. And I don't think I've seen that before. And I'm not sure I've seen that before. Like, first, it was the the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal off the crossbar. I'm like, what? How How is that even possible? My mind is blown. Patron, Patron, Patron. All right, fine. Let's move on. Uh, and then, wait, the, the, the Bears gained 47 yards? Mm. Huh? Patron, Patron, Patron. Wait, the Dolphins just threw a pass in their own end zone for a safety? <laughs> God, Patron, Patron. Uh, maybe I'm just drunk, okay? Uh, go to sleep, and then all these things still happen. I, I thought I was in a, a, a Patron-buzzed uh, state, but it turns out I was living reality yesterday. That was the weirdest Sunday of the NFL that we've had in an awful long time. Like All of these things just so shocking. Yeah, and you didn't even mention the 109-yard touchdown when Matt with Matt Prater tried a 68-yarder <laughs> yeah. with Agner. Uh, I mean... It was so many things. I love the fact, I love any time a team returns a field goal because none of the guys on that field are equipped to be covering (laughs) kicks. I mean, they're all just like... Bunch of huge dudes. Just huge dudes. You can see their lungs have just completely emptied. They have no gas by midfield. Like, as soon as the guy gets to midfield, it's it's a done deal. He's he's gone. Now you're banking on the kicker making an attack. And then that's that's definitely not going to happen. Uh-uh. Your most shocking moment from a ridiculous NFL weekend. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program there, the title sponsor. Ken Levick alive. We love him, Dr. Jim Reardon. I'm going to see him tonight, by the way. He's been doing it for 22 years. There's nothing shocking about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program other than the fact that for 22 years they've been one of the best MBA sport management programs at any university in the world. They're up 11 spots from last year's sport business rankings. They're up to number 19. They are elite. They are one of the finest in America, one of the finest in the state of Florida, and again, one of the finest worldwide. That's saying something because there's a lot of options out there. It's because they have professors that are teaching uh, their firsthand knowledge because they're in the sports industry. They've adapted to the times. You're not going to get an education, a curriculum from 10 years ago. In the ever-changing world of sports business, he Dr. Jim Reardon has people that are teaching everything 
modern. You don't get that everywhere. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Find out more spring semester classes. You can sign up for them now. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take the courses on campus in Boca at the beautiful state-of-the-art Schmidt Family Center, or you can take them online. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. When we return, when it comes to the Dolphins, what's new feels certainly old. Theo Dorsey hanging out. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti here as well. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.